and welcome back for the last time to the War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, uh, the uh, managing sports editor of the Chanute Tribune and Parsons Sun for all of about another 10 hours when this show comes out. Uh, I will be heading up to Kentucky for a new job, and we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, but for now, the last guest I have for the show, we have Labette Community College softball coach Ryan Phillips and his wife in Labette County High School, the volleyball coach, and a first-time guest on the show, Leanne Phillips. How are we doing today, guys? Good, thanks. Uh, we're doing great. <laughs> I can feel the enthusiasm already <laughs> for being here. It's, oh, it's just infectious. Uh, Ryan, let's... And, you know, it's the last show, but I, I want to keep it normal. We got to talk about the latest in your program, and that's Haley Bonnethan, uh, who was an all-conference player for you guys this year, this past spring, set the single-season home run record. Uh, I think she had three or four walk-off home walk-off bombs. Uh, was a that very was just in about the first two weeks. I know. <laughs> I think three of your first seven wins were Haley walk-offs. Yeah, I mean, it, it, same. It, she, it seemed like every tight game we came up, and she just happened to be able to be in that key situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was that type of kid that. As a coach, you're, you you have that confidence in, like, we really got a good shot to win this one now. <laughs> and that had to be a comforting feeling. She just played for the Australian national team at the uh, at the WBSC World Cup. I believe that's the World Baseball and Softball Confederation, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Uh, and, when, and when we say Australian national team, we're not talking about, like, the under-20 team or the under-21 team or some Australia select team or anything. No, the Australian national team, as high as it gets there, she, was on the, she wasn't just on the roster at that World Cup. She was on the roster of the number nine ranked team in the world, and she started games there and registered a hit against Botswana. And Australia advanced out of what was the group of death there, which inclu- that group there was number one ranked USA, number three ranked Chinese Taipei, who did not play that well, by the way, uh, number nine ranked Australia, number 10 ranked or, or number 16 ranked Great Britain, uh, number 17 ranked, oh, who was the other team there besides Botswana? Who else was there? Was it Netherlands, maybe? That was who it was. It's yeah, Netherlands. It was the Netherlands. And then Botswana. Australia is one of two teams to get out of that group and advance to the World Cup prop and advance to uh, bracket play of the World Cup in 2024. That, that was a very unique thing to watch unfold. For Absolutely, you. yeah. I mean, it was a pretty neat experience all in all. In all. Um, she had come up to me. Uh, you know, in the fall, whenever she had the opportunity to go back home over break uh, and get to play for her state national team mm-hmm. and got to compete through uh, just after Thanksgiving through Christmas uh, and said she was going to get the opportunity to try out uh, for the national team. And uh, lo and behold, she goes over um, early June or into June, uh, um, early July, and then they posted she was the 300th player to be selected to the Australian national team. So it was a, it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, I know she was super excited. Uh, and obviously it's a, a great uh, experience for us as a, as a program to be able to have that opportunity. And I think, as I mentioned to you, you know, there's a lot of players in the United States, Puerto Rico, all the players that have been selected to these national teams that have played in the junior college ranks 
but I'm not sure how many of them have been able to have that opportunity right after they got done playing for a junior college. So yeah. I think that's a really neat experience. I mean, she's still looking for a four-year home. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, she's still looking for a home, which is uh, absolutely crazy to me. And the thing about Haley, too, is Haley is going to go down as one of my personal biased favorites in the nine years I got to cover your program just because of the fact that when COVID broke out in 2020, I remember, and I wrote about this in a feature I did on her, is you and I were sitting in a dugout. I was interviewing you about something that the conference had come out with and, you know, some the latest COVID regulation on the conference. I was like, oh, they made some meaningless announcement. I have something to write about today. And so I went to talk to you about it and you were at the field. And so we were just sitting in your dugout and just kind of looking out and talking and you just kind of randomly brought up, and I was talking to you about recruiting, and you were like, I've got this girl from Australia, and I don't even know how I'm going to get her here. And I didn't say it to you out loud, because I try to be, especially in your, literally your dugout, I'm going to be respectful of you, but I was like, <laughs> I thought to myself in my head, that girl's not coming here, no way, that, yeah. that's not happening. And, and look where we're at three years later. And she and, went through hoops and hurdles and anything and everything just to get to the United States, because yeah. Australia's travel restrictions was so much stricter um, after they started opening up. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she got denied uh, a time or two to even be able to get over here. So um, the, the hurdles that she had to work through uh, just to be able to get here was, uh, again, commendable for her as a young adult uh, to want to be able to come over and be able to be a part of our program. And then even once she got over here, it's she's trying to get caught back up academically so she registered her first year. Then she was just never really healthy in her second year on campus. And and I'm thinking to my... And, and then not only did I not think she would never get here, but through after she played that for her first year of being on the active roster, and, you know, obviously you had Cora uh, Corrales uh, above her at the, the time. Yeah. Yep. And... I, I just kind of thought to myself, watching Haley play at the time, I know we had really, you had really high hopes for her, and she had been on campus for two years and was red shirt one. I thought, man, that girl who really fought all the way to get here from Australia is just not going to quite live up to the hype. And then look what happens this year. Yeah. Like, and whenever she showed up on campus, you know, we had our uh, first practice that she was able to attend. Um, you know, you, watching her swing uh, mm-hmm. mechanically, uh, you know, I knew she was going to be something special. Uh, she had some mechanical issues. You know, we had to fix just minor tweaks. Um, but all, all in all, uh, you know, that kid put the work in. Um, she was a student of the game, and it was a running joke between me and our assistants, Ashton, uh, her first year, and then uh, obviously Coach Audrey the last two years, um, that once we got done with our team conference, our team meeting at the end of the day, we knew Haley was going to have another question or six. Um <laughs> After we departed, um, but she always just wanted to make sure she was doing the right things, you know, making sure that she understood what we were talking about. Um, and, you know, that's just a true student of the game. I never saw her in a bad mood or even oh, no, like a she, neutral mood. Yeah, she, she was she's always she always always we called her the the mom or the grandma of the team because she was always the just the, the good energy that always picked everybody else up, you know, and. <laughs> One last Haley story is you guys graciously had me over to your house for this thing for Thanksgiving in 2022. Uh, I assure you regret that to this day to a degree. <laughs> but uh, what I remember about that is obviously Haley came over as well because she was you know foreign in a foreign land, so she didn't you know you were her closest connection. So you brought her, so she comes over and she grabs a piece of pie that is 
so small. <laughs> it's like less than an inch thick. And I'm thinking to my, you and I were thinking to ourselves, how did she even get it out? Right, right. <laughs> Much less. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, she wanted to make sure she was able to try all the pie. So she took a sliver <laughs> legitimately about the width of a uh, butter knife um, from each pie. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I was legitimately impressed that she got that piece out. <laughs> but uh, that was, it was super fun to watch her compete for Australia. And uh, it, it's. You know, it's something I'll brag about 20 years from now. Hey, I covered some girl at, you know, so to go in depth a little bit of what my new job is, I'll be moving to Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, I'll have an opportunity to cover Louisville Athletics. I can't wait to tell the Louisville softball coach when they ask, if they ask me about the history, oh, I covered Juco softball in Kansas, and this past year, I watched some girl who, who plays for Team Australia now in the town I was in. Yeah, I can't wait it. to flex that for the next 20 years. Right. Oh, and me too. <laughs> Great recruiting Very tool. Top of the recruiting <laughs> poster. Come to that softball. You can play in the World Cup. Possibly. Absolutely. People in here's another thing about Australia at that World Cup, real quick. They took America eight the innings. to eight yeah. innings. It, it, to extras. It was zero zero through seven. You know, Australia only had one hit in the game. So I mean but their pitching staff kept the Americans, the number one ranked team in the world, full of Full of the Women's College World... It's the Women's College World Series All-Star team of the last decade. That's what that... Team America... That's what the U.S. national team is. The Australians held them scoreless through a full regular... In, through regulation. That was nothing to be not impressed by. Absolutely. Leanne, you've been sitting there quietly for nine minutes. So, I will... Uh, it is time to get you wrapped in. You are... Uh, you're going to be replacing Heather Wilson as the Lebec County Volleyball Coach. Uh, you know, a program that has had... Over the last about five years, it's had some heights. They won two straight league titles and made two straight tournament state tournaments. Uh, going back in 2020, 2020 and twenty twenty one, last year w- when you saw a big swath of that group that did accomplish those things, the Anna Dean and Madison Brandon, uh, there was a bit of and I'm forgetting somebody who was big on that team right now outside of on it who was Carson Stewart is the name I, that was shortened me uh they took a bit of a step back last year they were still very competitive in the league I think if you ask anybody in the league they Lebec County was was still you had to go and beat them they were not an easy out by any stretch uh but now you take over uh it's a sport you're familiar with you've coached at LCC before you've coached at Erie High School before but you've also been out of coaching for a while you've been uh playing the 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 normal job game unlike Ryan and I, who just suffer through uh, for, for, for what we love, uh, you're, you're going back into this uh, coaching gig. Uh, tell me a little bit about what went into that decision, why you wanted to do it, and kind of what you're envisioning. So it, it was a decision that we had a lot of discussion about, and, and we had to, to talk about it as a family and make sure it was a good fit. Obviously, our daughter's going to be coming through here pretty soon, so that had to be a good fit for her, too. And um, I've, I waited a long time. I loved the game. It was evident, especially after I got back in and I really started coaching it. It all came back and, and the love for it really resurfaced. Um, so it was just, it was the right opportunity at the right time. Uh, I believe that things fall in your lap for a reason. And, and I think this was that time for me. Um, everybody else is kind of getting older. My children are older. Jaylee is going to be coming up. So there's a little bit more free time, not a lot, but a little bit more. Um, and so I think it was just the right time for me to be able to step back in. There's, you know, the tradition at Labatt County High School is huge. Um, I firmly believe that our success in volleyball sets up 
some of that success for the rest of the year as well because mm -hmm. when you have success it breeds more success so so there's a um kind of a just a, a weight on our shoulders to make sure that we do our job so we can set up that success for the girls um but we we have some big shoes to fill and, and some big tradition to continue because Lebec County's always been the place where the girls teams especially see a lot of success yeah and so you know it's there's some pressure there for the girls but uh, they're, I'm excited. They're excited. We've been working so hard this summer. Uh, I've been super impressed with what I've seen. Uh, the girls have jumped back in and they've jumped into our um, changes and and what we're wanting to do for the year, just full fledged. So, uh, what? So, you know, I talked to you when you got hired on the job. That was a couple months ago. We did a story uh, about it in the Parsons Sun. Uh, when you took the job in about the two months that have passed since then, I'm curious, is there anything you've, you've learned or surprised you in the last two months of having the job really getting you we're almost through the summer, really? Uh, what, what's kind of been the biggest shock to the system, if any? Um, I don't really know that there's been a big shock. I think that my expectations coming in, um, I'd kind of seen what was there from last year. We had, there was a lot of seniors. So, you know, you're going to have to replace a lot of those seniors. Are my sophomores that are going to become juniors going to step up and really make an impact? Can my seniors step in from last year that maybe got some different uh, positional uh, experience? They're going to have to move to some other places and play for me. Um, Addison Rexvigal is going to go from a, a libero, and she's going to step up and play an outside hitter for me this year. So that transition, can we make those changes? Can we make those transitions? Um, and just playing over the summer and, and going to Coffeyville, uh, summer league and, and getting work done in the summer, they really proved to me that they want to make that adjustment and those girls that I've needed to step up have. So I'm super excited to get started in a couple weeks because just some tweaking of some technique is going to make a huge difference. Um, and I think we're going to, we could be a contending team if we do what I ask them to do. So it's exciting. Uh, you talked about the converse, you know, having conversations w internally as a family. I, I am curious as much as you're willing to divulge, what were some of the, the, the pressure points or what was that conversation like? What was important to you when it came to... Ryan's got something to say, so I'm just going to shut up and see what he has. Here we go. Strap it in. <laughs> Conversations entailed uh, her her asking um, if the job did happen to come open, that uh, how I would feel about it. And the conversation entailed me saying, you do what you feel is best for you and what you would be the most happy. Mm -hmm. And that kind of seems to be the... Um, conversations that happen a lot around our house. <laughs> she, 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 she asks, I say, you do what you need to do, and, and she, she does and what does. she does. <laughs> no, she, she did ask, and, you know, obviously with um, Xavier graduating this year, Brady's um, becoming a young adult, and then obviously Jaylee being in middle school, it was going to be a good transition for her to be mm -hmm. able to get back into coaching. Obviously, she's um, coached at every level. She's coached grade school, middle school, sorry middle school high school and at the collegiate level um and seeing success and so i'm excited to be able to get to watch her do what she really enjoys yeah and i'm curious uh watching your husband coach for the last did you just finish your 19th or 20th season 20th 20th spring. 20th full spring yeah 19th full season gotcha and you count fall as like in terms of the full season, yeah, like yeah. an entire physical year, yeah. Because um, I took over in February, my first season, <laughs> like three days before they had a game three scheduled. Leon, <laughs> I'm curious, watching him coach for 20 years now, uh, what you've learned, maybe what you learned, anything you've learned about watching what coaching does in the aggregate, 
to a person a lesson that you're able to, to implement immediately with how you're going to coach these this high school volleyball team. I taught Lebec him County. every lesson that he knows about <laughs> sports, so I don't know why I'm learning anything from him. <laughs> no, um, we. D- I think I believe you. We have. A, I really do feel like though we have a really good relationship in this in that coaching realm because I was coaching when we met, and then you know he came into coaching, and we've kind of grown in coaching together, which is kind of cool because he he'll come home and he'll have some aggravations. He can bounce it off me. And I can come at him with maybe a different perspective sometimes. Um, I'm definitely not his assistant coach by any stretch of the imagination. But there's a lot of times where we have that, we have a good understanding of sports. And so even I can come home aggravated about something and he can give me, you know, he can back me back down and and see a different perspective, which is a lot of what your assistant coach does um, Mm -hmm. for you as well. And so I think, I think really we learn a lot from each other. He may not learn anything from me, but but I feel like I do learn from him, and and even when I watch just stat lines, I'll I'll say, hey, what happened today? Or you know, we have I think we just do a really good job of of teaming it up with coaching, and and we've done that for our whole entire marriage. I mean, one one thing that sticks out to me in that answer, uh, outside of outside of the wisdom as a whole, is uh, he often refers to whoever his assistant is. So it's been Audrey Miller the last few years as like his work wife or his second wife that deals with all his problems. And you kind of refer to yourself as the other assistant coach. It's funny how the roles, just they just blend together at this point. Right. Well, and I think it helps too, that we both have that coaching experience. So we can have those really good conversations at home um, about those things. And I'll run, I mean, even as I'm trying to plan my, my preseason and plan my season and some things, I'll say, hey, what do you think about this? And I know that he can give me that answer, and it'll be a good answer because he has experienced it. So, yeah. Well, hey, we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, If you guys will stick with me for a little bit, uh, we'll be right back here on The War Room on KLKC Radio. We have Ryan Phillips, the Labette Community College softball coach, and Leanne Phillips, the Labette County High School volleyball coach, joining us on the final edition of The War Room. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, joined by Ryan Phillips and Leanna Phillips, the Labette Community College softball coach and the Labette County High School volleyball coach, respectively. Uh, Leanne, it is, you know, we talked about kind of your prep work this summer and everything. Fall's coming up. I'm curious how you kind of it, it, first I'll ask you about how you envision yourselves playing, what your expectations are. And I always leave that question open-ended. I never, I will never ask a coach, how many games do you think you're going to win this year? Because that's the stupidest question. You, you could play you, some of your best games you might play, might be a loss. And some of the worst games you play might be a win. Absolutely. Oh, especially over the course of a long season. But I am curious how you, how you feel like you stack up against your peers, whether it's the league, Class 4A, just the area itself, how you feel like you're stacking up now that you've had a summer to kind of digest what your team looks like and are still kind of getting your system into high gear? Well, um, just coming out from the beginning, we've talked about getting out there and playing hard every day. Um, I think we've got we've got some some pretty good things in our arsenal that we're going to be able to use. I've got some kids that are going to surprise people this year um, that maybe weren't as instrumental last year and uh, have really come on this summer. Uh, Amory Baker is going to come out as one of our starting setters, and uh, she's she's come such a long way over the year. She's quick to the ball she can swing um she can also get to the ball our hitters seem to hit really well off of her uh kate and o'brien did a lot of work in the off, off season as well and she's coming out quick she's hands. an athlete she, yeah. she is she can get after um, it and so both of my setters which is huge will be able to attack mm-hmm. so i'll be able to run that six two really effectively um both of my middles have lots of hops and so they're going to be able to get to the ball and put some blocks down which they did a lot this summer so yeah. i we're gonna i think we're gonna surprise a lot of people 
Um, and it's going to be a big change. So we're going to play a little bit quicker. Um, I feel like we've got to really get some passing down because the, the system I want to run, and when we talk about this all the time in practice, um, again, where our goal is SEK title, and then we'll move from there, you know, to the next goal of substate and so on and so forth, the state. But um, our goal we're shooting for right now is SEK title. And I tell my kids, we have the ability to spread it across the net. Um, we don't have one kid that we have to go to. And mm-hmm. so um, our best uh, option here is to go with whoever we can use to attack and really spread it out against their defense. It's so they don't know where we're going to go and who we're going to go to. So uh, I, I just think it's going to be a little bit deeper game. I'll ask you too, kind of what you think about the league as a whole, uh, just running through what I know, I promise you I'm an idiot, so we'll, I'm sure you'll correct me. But, uh, you know, you know, gun to my head, I, I think Parsons is going to be among the favorites to win the league title. They have Anaya Hammond coming back. She's right. probably going to be the best, uh, you know, frontline hitter. I know Dara Bar-Miller, the new head coach there, is working on maybe moving her to the middle instead of being a primary outside. Either way, front of the net type player, uh, Anaya may very well be the best in the league uh, this coming fall. Uh, you've got Fort Scott, who's been very good for a couple of years, and we know they lost the Kenzie Murphy girl to graduation. Uh, but, you know, they were deep behind her enough to, to think they're not going to fall off a cliff by any means. Right. Pittsburgh is going was not an easy out last year. Independence is never an easy out. They All of Independence's girls programs, very similar to Labette County in the time that I've been here, I've never seen an Independence girls team just be bad. Like, they're, they're always tough to beat. Uh, Chanute was a surprise last year. They were, I believe they might have been co-champs of the league last year. Mm-hmm. If not, they were runner-up uh, right behind Fort Scott. And, and they made a big leap last year. I thought they were going to be, I mean, they were down the year prior, and I thought they were going to stay down. Uh, but a very young group made some very big strides very quickly over there. And and so they, they bring a lot back. Uh, how do you see uh, yourselves fitting into that mix? And, and what do you, how do you kind of take stock of the league so to speak so i think right now i think we're we're kind of we're a little we're going to be a little young um and we're really hungry uh the league is tough like you said you know you mentioned independence independence has their two um great outside hitters Mm -hmm. their middle hitter i don't know names yet because i haven't been in in the league obviously but i've watched all these teams play but um their their middle hitter that played post in basketball um she came on this summer looked really good uh fort scott i know they're always good they've got some great athletes over there pittsburgh their coach is yeah, she's done a lot with them. I watched them from the at their first match last year um, when she was struggling to get them to do what she wanted. And then by the end of the season, they were looking really good. They were tough at the end of last yeah. year. And like they were a problem for some teams. She's a good coach, and and I just I think it's going to be a tough. We're going to have to come out and we're going to have to battle every single match. It's not going to be a ma- there's not going to be one match that we can go out, including Coffeeville. There's not one match that we're going to be able to go out and just be like, oh, we can play today. It's going to have to be compete can we compete from the get-go and, and put people away which we did a good job of that this summer we started to learn that we're we're not going to just beat them by two when we get up and we see the momentum going the mm-hmm. girls were really good about putting it away so it, it is interesting you know obviously in, in the county of labette both high school uh class of the two high schools that are class 4a parsons and labette county both have new coaches this year and both have very different um not very different but they almost have uniquely different perspectives and situations they're coming into. You're coming into a team that you're not rebuilding by any stretch of the imagination, but you're, but for you, from a, from a very objective standpoint, if you just maintain where the program is at and there's some signs of progress with in development with your youth, 
no, congratulations. It's probably what that that is a successful season. I know you're shooting for more than that. I know you're you're probably you are capable of more than that. Uh, but I look at Dara Barmilla too, and she inherits a team that is ready to peak right now. Right, like and anything to and for them, anything short of a league title is going to feel like a failure. And I, I guess really the question I would have is. Which would you rather be in? Would you rather be inheriting a team that is ready to win right now and that puts so much pressure on you? Or are you happier in the situation with the kind of the cards that you just got dealt over down in Altamont? Honestly, I love my cards that I've been dealt. Um, I've always been that person to take the kids that maybe weren't quite ready and develop them into something bigger. Um, and so I... Not, not understanding of what exactly it takes to be successful. So they're a little bit more understanding of wanting to be coachable um, and not to say that the other kids are not coachable, but they've seen that success. And sometimes you see a lot of immaturity in young athletes that take the um, success they had in the previous years and think, okay, I'm good where I'm at instead of wanting yeah. to continue to get better. So uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as her with coaching aspect. What I've always um, what I've always noticed about your program, Ryan, in particular, is that I mean, I I, I mean, you'll get a few. I mean, you get to, you you get good athletes. I, I, nobody's saying you do not get great recruits, but I'm trying to think. I, I'm blanking. Out. Hope Hutchison. Oh my goodness, the girl from. Uh, the girl from Labette County, who's three foot seven, <laughs> and, and she'll be excited to hear this. <laughs> I just remember when I was doing a story on you, kind of breaking down your life. This was years ago, and I called Hope, and, and you know, I called Hope, and then I called her high school coach, and her high school coach was like, "Man, I understand she had success at Labette, and that's what makes Ryan so great." But my gosh, she was the most average player for me in high school. Like, I've never quite understood to a degree how, I mean, how you get players like Audrey Miller. Nobody wanted Audrey, and she turns into an All-American as a freshman. Uh, Winter Snyder ends up being an All-American DP for you, and she was just kind of forgotten by the wayside over in Humboldt. Uh, but, and then you couple that with finding girls like Haley from Australia. You couple that with finding the Alex Brakes of the world. She was behind some D1 pitcher in high school, her whole high school career, and... To my understanding, she just walked into your door one day to a degree, and all of a sudden she turns into a two-time national pitcher of the year. What what is it that gotta give me some insight on what what I what you see in some of those players that <laughs> Yeah. Um you know, I mean it kind of like what you said, just get good athletes. Uh, and that's kind of my mindset recruiting wise. Not that you don't try to recruit positions. Um yeah. But if you have good athletes that are capable of being able to move uh, and be a good coachable teammate, um, you know, those are the type of kids that I really would prefer in my program to, um, again, be versatile uh, and do what's best for us. Because uh, in the long term, what, what success we have as a team is going to create that individual success. Uh, and so I, I, I wouldn't say that... Uh, they necessarily got overlooked, but the, the recruiting aspect is outrageous anymore. You know, I, I even tell kids when they come in my door that, you know, it's just a, it's a luck of the draw anymore. You go to a tournament with 200 plus teams and there's two or three complexes and you go watch a game 
and that kid may not even get a, a fly ball or a ground ball the entire game uh, when one coach is watching and she may have a breakout game the next game whenever another coach is watching. So, you know, it is kind of just luck uh, a lot of times whenever it mm-hmm. comes to the recruiting aspect. Uh, last thing I got for you before we kind of start into the downhill portion, Ryan, is uh, you've been in the position 20 years. I've asked you, I, I, I've touched, we've touched on this subject a couple of times, and so I'll touch on it one last time. 20 years is a long time. I'm pretty sure you're the longest tenured coach in the Jayhawk Conference, either on the D1 or the D2 side, and you are D2. I think Doug Chance was there longer. Before Howie, he- Howie Long just retired from, from Dodge City um, in in May, and he would have been the longest beyond myself. Um, yeah. But in the, in the D2 side, I was tenured uh, as the longest coach or the longest in the league's coach I, I mean, think. you've got former players. Ten, ten are, years in, I mean, it, there's just been such a, a rollover in the conference. You've got former players that are now, that got to coach in a national tournament this year at Independence. That Absolutely. had to be cool to watch Absolutely. Sam over at Independence yeah. make the national tournament as an eight seed at that regional tournament. Barely squeaked into the regional yeah, tournament, yeah, last by the way. Week, like, last four games, they had to win and, you know, just be able get to get in. too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Super, super cool experience for me to be able to see, you know, not just, uh, players that have played for our program, but the assistant coaches that have come through our mm-hmm. our, our program and and continuing to see see success. I think I get as excited to see them win and be successful as I do for our own program. I mean, I just take great pride in in the fact to watch these kids enjoy the sport as much as I yeah. do. Um, and so, I mean, it, it is pretty. I I I text Katie and Kay and Sam and. Uh, you know everybody in in the league um, multiple times in a year, just telling them, how, <laughs> yeah, tell, telling them how proud I am uh, of how 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 successful they've been in mm-hmm. in transferring their programs into you know not just being a good program in our conference, but being a powerhouse in yeah. the, in the com- in the country. I'll uh, I'll circle back though and ask: Is do you see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, when it comes to what your coaching tenure is? Do you do you know you're in the tunnel even? Because I talk to you know your former athletes and former coaches, and we, we kind of all speculate to a degree. The consensus seems to be, you know, we know that 20 years is a long time. So surely, I mean, we're, we're surely we're more than halfway there to a degree. But at the same, I mean, maybe not. I, I always think. I mean, I don't plan on coaching at 60, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> How, how much thought have you given that over your? your I mean, you time asked now. me in March and April. I'm done that year. <laughs> this is my last season. Um, and, and and no, I think that um, this last group and I told them, you know how how much they helped me um, reignite the love for the sport and the love for the game um, because. As a whole, we weren't the most athletic group we've ever had in, in our program this past season. Um, but they were very coachable. They were they were a great team, and you know that's that's what I love to see is you know those those teams that just really want to be um, competing day to in and day out for one another. Um, and so that's that's one thing that I really was impressed with this group after the their freshman year not being as as successful as what I anticipated. Um, and, you know, my anticipation is always to be the best team in the country, and I truly believe we're just right on the edge of being that. Um, and so having that 
their freshman year and then turn around and the success they saw you know we were just barely over 500 but i think that uh you look at our schedule and the the strength of schedule i thought we had a tremendous season um this past year and i, I you know when you going back to what you actually asked uh light at the end of the tunnel i don't know i don't i don't know if we're in the tunnel quite yet and i i mean i love coaching i love where i'm at mm-hmm. um but i don't know i don't know how long how much longer i can do it or how much longer anybody would want me to even do to do it <laughs> um you know uh, uh, as long I, as I, I love you <laughs> i love what i do uh i love being able to my, my favorite part of my job is teaching the game um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the recruiting aspect of the, of the job is not my um, most um, fun part. Screw of that, the, screw it, it. I mean, it's just it's a thousand <laughs> degrees and you go watch uh, 20, 30 games in a couple days. And I mean, it's just not the part right, of right the job the that I really <laughs> enjoy, um, but I love just the coaching aspect. And so, you know, and whenever that part of the game is gone, uh, that love and the desire for the sport, you know, then I obviously know that it's time for me to be able to give it to somebody else and, and be able to continue the program and, and make it better. Some of those in-game decisions you make coaching are psychotic. I would hope you like making them. I would <laughs> hope it's fun if, if you're that psychotic. You know, Doug Tuck at St. Paul, I think, gave, you know, a good quote to me once on when you know it's time for a coach to move on because he felt like, because he got to, he got to that point because he didn't enjoy practice as much, right? Like he didn't look forward to practice, and obviously you're probably not going to look forward to practice every single day. Nobody's right. going to look oh, forward yeah. to it every single day. But when you start looking, you know, not looking forward to it more than more often than not, that's when you're starting to lose the same passion. He started to feel that, and he stepped away. And Doug Tuck was a very successful coach at St. Paul. One of the best. I mean, he, in my opinion, he belongs in the Kansas High School Hall of Fame. Absolutely. So, uh, Leanne, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. You've watched your husband coach this team for 20 years. He was, you told me the story of his very first day coaching. He came back and he said, I can't deal with these girls crying. <laughs> and, and 20 years later, here, here, we, are. here we are. Still here. <laughs> I'm curious kind of what, what you think about that. Um, just watching, watching him coach is one of my favorite things to do just because his passion for the game. Um, and like you said, those in-game decisions are psychotic, but those are what makes it him fun to watch. Um, he knows the game so well. Um, I hate to see him step away. Obviously there's going to be a point where we both are finally ready to step away and we're ready to, mm-hmm. to get that retirement and enjoy, um, some time together, but the kids out of the damn house. I know, right? <laughs> get those kids gone. They'll never be gone. Um, but no, I just, I don't see his, I don't see the light. I hear it. Like he said, every, every spring, <laughs> we're always looking for new That's positions. Um, just because it's frustrating and it is as a coach, you're just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I can't take it anymore. But, um, but no, I think his passion for the game just shows through so vividly. And I think, and I'm the same way. As soon as that passion starts to fade, you're not doing your athletes any good anymore. You're not mm-hmm. doing the program any good. And it's time to let some fresh eyes come in. And I don't think he's anywhere close to that yet. But um, when it's time, he'll know. What I will say about this group in particular, and I will say in particular, Ryan, it's those three third years that you had. Haley Bonnethan, Winter Snyder, and uh, Kiara Jackson. Uh, they were very much in around. You talk about you, they reignited your passion in a lot of ways. They came in right after, you know, the sky fell on all of us. Right. And, you know, you had a season canceled, which 
I, I talk about it all. I, I think about that a lot. And I, I know I've probably told you this story a hundred times. I've probably told the end. I think I've even told it on the radio, but we're going to do it one more time, which is I remember waking up one more, on a Wednesday morning. You were playing. I don't know why you were playing your games at Pitt State. Maybe your field was muddy or something was, like yeah, that. We, had, we got wet and the team from North Dakota State was here. Or it was North with, Iowa. It was Iowa, I think. it was. North, oh, was it an Iowa team? Or, there was one that had yeah. traveled down south quite a bit. And yeah. yeah, we had to move it. It was cold and Nyack. snowy. That's yeah. what it was. Um, and so, yeah, we moved it to Pitt State. Pitt State. And so, like you had told me, and it was like a Wednesday, and first pitch was at like 11 a.m., which if anybody knows me, they know I, I don't do a.m. <laughs> I do not do that. But, uh, you know, I happened to wake up early enough in the morning. I was like, you know what? And it was like a day before the state tournament where Parsons was the number one seed at the state tournament. They were under, they, I think they had only lost one game that whole year, and it was to like a 6A in Kansas City. And Mitch was headed or getting ready to head to the national, to the national tournament, tournament as the number two seed. And so I just remember thinking, all right, I'm going to go, uh, you know what? Let me just go catch some softball. And I remember that drive over to Pittsburgh, the drive to Pittsburgh, thinking about, all right. So that's what I was thinking about was Mitch Rolls and the LeBette women's basketball team going to the national tournament, what their seating was going to be and all that. The Parsons boys basketball team, you know, Tariq Williams, he's got an injury. Is he going to be able to play? How's Parsons going to do in that first round against Rose Hill? Uh, and and then I'm thinking about your team. You know, you were really excited about that group. It was Audrey Miller's sophomore year after she was an All-American. You know, when you have a returning All-American, you're going to feel good about, you, you feel good that you can build around that. But you just hadn't quite lived up to that early on in the year. And I remember kind of, and I was like, all right, conference play starts in a couple weeks. I know Ryan's probably not happy about it. I'm, you know, just thinking about that. And then I watched you guys and you, you split a pair of games over there. Uh, and I remember I asked, the last question I asked you in the post game of that was, you told me, I think you, I think it's something along the lines of that, the way I worded it to you was, Ryan, you told me at the start of the season that you believe this team could win a conference title and, and do a lot of things that hadn't been seen in this program before. Given how the first three or four weeks have gone, do you still believe that? And you said, Sean, I really don't know. And that was one of the most honest answers. I, I, I That answer stood out to me because you've always, you're, you have never had a problem being critical, but it was one of the few times I ever caught you not being hopeful right. or at least forward thinking. And, but then on the drive back, after you gave that interview, all the notifications start coming through my phone. Big, Big 12, Big 12 canceled. We're yep. not letting fans into the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament is canceled. NBA games were getting, uh, getting off. Yeah. stopped in the middle of the games. Yeah, it, it, it was all that night. And, you know, they still held the first round of the state tournaments for basketball. And uh, on that Thursday, and... You know, I watched Parsons go and play, and they got upset by Rose Hill. It was a that it was a low, low, low day for the Parsons Vikings. Bless mm-hmm. their souls. And I got home, so and I remember thinking, I actually know why I went to your games. I was gonna go to Salina on Wednesday, but with all the COVID, I was gonna go right after your games. But then with all the COVID stuff happening, my boss was like, you're not leaving until four hours before tip-off because it takes four hours to get there. Right. And we're convinced that the state tournament was going to be canceled. <laughs> and, you know, then I go to the state tournament, ends up happening, gets canceled, all that. Friday afternoon, I'm sitting at Kitchen Pass with <laughs> nothing to do. Right. Nothing to do. 
Winner Haley and Kiara are part of that group that comes back in that next spring. That really exciting year. I remember that tournament down in the region tournament down in Oklahoma where you played, got to the championship round against Murray State. I remember that second day of the tournament. That was that place was loud. No, it was. We had a tremendous amount of fans, and we had a great alumni. I mean, there was probably ten or twelve alumni that were there. That was a it was a fun fun tournament to be at. They were a lot, and that's the most excited I had seen you get at least physically in a long time. And those girls stuck it out and took advantage of every opportunity they had. And those, that group in particular always stood out to me. Just is going to stand out to me for a long time because they're the ones that came right after the sky fell with the pandemic onset. And they, and you're right. I needed reignition for how I loved sports and my job too. And they were, they were always a part of that. Yeah. They, I mean, they were a great group. Fun to be around. Um, You know, Kiera always had, um, I, I treat her like she's one of my own kids. Winner, you, you never know what's going to come out of Winner's <laughs> mouth. Uh, and then obviously you had Haley that, you know, she she was, like we said earlier, grandma and the mom of the team. So you knew what you were going to get out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that, they were definitely a, a trio that's going to be hard to replace and, and a group that will always be remembered for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the, the last thing I want to say to you too. Uh, as we wrap up the show, holy cow, my show's like 15 minutes long. Who cares? I'm just going to tell Wayne we went long. Um, uh, 15 minutes longer than it's supposed to be. Is what I read. But, you know, when I got, particularly with you, Ryan, and you, Leanne, because you were, you were always there as well. My first few years here, I, I struggled to acclimate to the community. And I, I, that's not uncommon for anybody who moves anywhere. So that that is not some indictment of Parsons or Southeast Kansas. It's just an indictment on how the world works. Right, <laughs> but, absolutely. But uh, I, I struggled to acclimate, and it was difficult for me to, uh, you know, I just didn't have many friends. I didn't have much family. You know, I had no family here. It just sucked. And I wasn't as happy as I could be. But I do remember my first year, and... You were among a very select few coaches that just immediately opened their doors and gave me the all-access pass. And, you know, both professionally and personally, you, you, you treated me you treated me like a bona fide member of the community from day one and always made me feel like you made me feel like I was at home with your program, with me talking to you uh, in the stands about his program and about, uh, about your children and about your lives. And seeing you guys, uh, you know, seeing your children grow, seeing your relationship as a couple evolve, you know, it. one of my biggest regrets is I'm not going to get to watch you, Coach Leanne. Uh, I intend to come back, but I am very, and strictly from a sports perspective, too. When I got here, I was the guy that was, I wasn't woke, so to speak. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I had some some regressive opinions on women's athletics and I had some regressive opinions about other things in the world and how I've evolved. Well, well, guess what? You had Alex break that first year and you made the national tournament and you peeled back the curtain on what, on what the sport was like. And now my bucket list is to go on assignment to cover the women's college world series. So now I have to hope for Louisville to make the women's college real series. They <laughs> yeah. went thirty six and twenty this year. Apparently, they're not that bad of a no, team. No, yeah, they're really good. So, I mean, I have you know, and you know, and then I and I'm paying some random 
some random ass website 30 bucks to watch Haley Bonifant play in the World Cup. <laughs> right? <laughs> but... Hopefully, you, we get to watch her at the Olympics. Yes. I'm hoping she makes the Olympic team oh, and get to go to cool go play for them. That would be really how neat. How cool would that be? And yeah. It's just, I, I credit a lot of that to you. I, I have no, I have no, I don't care what people think of me. You're one of my favorite coaches that I've covered here. Thank you. And you have met, you both of you collectively have made an impact on my life that is very uh, emblematic of the impact the community has had as a whole on me. And so I, I thank you enough for that. And that's why I wanted you here for the last. Well, I, I, I thank you. Like I, I, I've mentioned on no, uh, number of occasions, you know, um, not only women's sports, but just the most community colleges don't have the access to a uh, newspaper or sports editors that are going to give you the coverage. And you've always been um, the ultimate recruiting tool for us to be able to cover these kids and get their, not just the softball aspects of their lives, but their lives in general. You know, we've done uh, numerous pieces that you've uh, received awards for for covering our kids um, and you know I, I appreciate the coverage you've given us and you know you're going to be definitely missed by the community um, although not everybody has, <laughs> has, has seen eye to eye but you, you're going to be irreplaceable that's for sure uh, I mean you're going to be somebody that uh, you know we're going to miss um, not only the sports aspect of it, but you know, I, I really do enjoy getting to hang out with you, having you over for Thanksgiving and uh, getting to give you trouble whenever uh, you come into the dugout with the Brahms. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Louisville, they feed the kids at Louisville well enough that hopefully I don't have to bring in the community fries. Holy cow. <laughs> you can go into the clubhouse and get the food that they give them. <laughs> and, uh, and Leanne too, you're obviously equally such a huge part of that. Just, uh, and I wish you nothing but success in coaching. I hope you coach as long, if not longer, than him. I, I, I hope it's. I hope it. You say you're not going to coach to sixty. I hope you are, man. And I hope it. I hope. I hope it's seventy. And I hope it's seventy for you too. So. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I hope. I, and I hope we get some more banners and all that. And I'll be honest with you, with both of you guys too. It's part of what made the job so fun. And you talk about the coverage and the enthusiasm. Because you guys were good. <laughs> like, watching talent, watching good teams is fun. But uh, anything else of you want to say regarding, you know, your seasons? You know, I, I know you've got a fall season. You've got your kids moving in in a couple weeks. You've got the fall season coming up. Anything, any parting words uh, about your programs before we head out of here? I'm just excited to get started. See where we go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, nothing regarding the team, but. As mentioned, I, I appreciate everything you've done for us and, and the community and, and the Parsons Sun and, and uh, you know, everything that you've done for, for this area, not just the Parsons community, but uh, Southeast Kansas sports. Um, you know, we're, gonna, we're definitely going to miss you and appreciate everything you've done. You're 21. You're 21. Enjoy it. Appreciate but, uh, it. That'll do it on the War Room. Not just today, but, for, but uh, this is it for the War Room. Uh, thank you to Ryan Phillips and Leanne Phillips uh, for being the final guests. Thank you to every guest I've always had on the show. I think Rob Barkus has been on here like 20 times. Uh, <laughs> Haley Miller, the Lubbock Community College volleyball coach, has been on here a ton. Uh, Jason Henson has been on here a ton. Mitch Rolls. If I could call Mitch Rolls and be like, hey, come on the show, and he'd be like, all right, you just want to do it now. And so he was always a, a, you know, a drop guest. Uh, you know, Good luck to him at Iowa Western. Uh, you know, we wish him nothing but success there. Uh, you know, those are just some of the more frequent guests I've had. 
you know, everybody from Sean Price, uh, Brianna Vollmer, Heather Wilson. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to forget names, so I'm just not, I'm going to stop naming them. But everybody who's Jeff Shiby, a very frequent guest. Uh, everybody who's been on the show, I've always liked having it here. This was a, this was always a fun part of my overall pres- presence and career here that I'm going to miss. And if I move back, I'm coming right back to Wayne Gilmore and saying, can I have my radio show back if I ever come back here? So, uh, you know, finished, but you never know if a sequel's coming. Uh, And, you know, obviously, thank you to Wayne Gilmore and KLKC for uh, giving me an opportunity to have the type of conversations that, you know, uh, you you heard uh, today and every week. You know, I just looked at the folder that I saved this episode uh, into uh, this was the 185th episode, 185 straight weeks, almost 100. So about over 200 weeks, there were 185 episodes of this show. And, uh, I'm very proud of every single one of them. And I hope, uh, you know, both from this show and from my work at, uh, the Parsons Sun, I hope I have done the community justice. So everybody, so I will end it right there every, and I'll end it the same way I've always ended every other show. Everybody stay safe and God bless.